Gera can hit them. Did oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gera! And still Baptista, yes! It's Kamai, it's fantastic! One from David Villa, great finish! He's done just that, he scored! Jorginho's done it! Hello and welcome to the Streets Don't Forget podcast. I'm your host, Dan Mountney, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts. First up, the biggest bottle job in the history of football quizzing. It's Harry Martinez. Oh, oh that's poor. It's not. Your quizzing was poor. It was poor. about as poor that's as a quizzing was, yeah. And I'm also joined by a man who poured Big Sam his pint of wine. It's Ben Woolley. <laughs> Perfect finish of that one. What wine was it, just out of interest? It was the first open bottle of red on the cupboard, I'm going to be honest, mate. Was it not Blue Nun? Mm. Chateau Neuf de Pape. Well, I hope he enjoyed it. He did lose his job. Probably a bit too much, yeah. (laughs) Well, we're we're, we're in the same room again. How exciting. How exciting. A little bit of a hangover that we're working through for big things to come. We'll manage. We'll manage. Are you you going to get a cramp mid-episode? Oh, mate, I've still got it. (laughs) (laughs) have to stretch that out mid-podcast. hasn't left me. (laughs) It's quite hot to get a drinks break halfway through. Yes, we all we love drinks breaks. We all love drinks breaks. We all love drinks breaks. Goodness me! Uh, I believe you've got something you want to talk about, Harry. Yes, well, as an avid uh, football gamer, should we say, okay. I'm a big fan of the Football Manager, and I I wanted to ask you this question. The yeah. pair of you, I don't know what you're going to go with, which is what intrigues me. But I want to know on Football Manager what do you reckon your highest statistic would be. Like, what's your best statistic? Oh. Oh, uh, I'd probably say motivation because I get somehow get you to do this. <laughs> as as demonstrated as a player, or as a manager, though, as a as, as a manager, oh, as a manager, yeah, yeah. twenty motivation, mate. I get so you to on it every week. You have oh, as a player, as demonstrated in Tesco's earlier, I've got twenty leadership, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm dictating where we go down sorry, those aisles. Sorry, I did, you went to the toilet after I'd like to finish off the job. Yeah, half half time, mate. After I'm taking care of business, he's retiring. He can only last sixty minutes. <laughs> I feel like hmm, mine would probably be handling as a goalkeeper. Really? Yeah. I oh, actually, yeah, I, I do catch me. I did throw a ball to you yesterday. Well, I, I do have something to bring up here. So, so as you know, I, uh, I played with another tournament last weekend. One, one goalkeeper at the tournament. You both seen the trophy? Yeah. yeah. Um, quite sure. He looks like he made it himself. I'm oh, I did. Who knows? I lifted it up earlier. It's quite nice. Actually. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so as, as we know, last time I was in a, a tournament, somebody touched the trophy oh, on the way yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. It happened again. No. I thought you said it didn't happen. No. I, I well, see, you you asked me this, and I didn't think it had, but I remember days later it happened again. <laughs> was it the same guy? Just wait a minute. So we got we got all the way to the final. It was like an eight hour long tournament. We played like three, four group games. Got all the way through the knockout stage, round of sixteen, quarterfinals, semi-finals, all the way to the final. That's good from you. And we lost one in the final. Oh. I had pulled off some penalty heroics in the knockout rounds. I was pleased with myself, I have to right. say. Right. But what I remember days later was when we first arrived, the trophy was on a on a little plinth as you walked in. It was um, Stratford Town Football Club. It's quite quite a nice setup. Shout out. Well done to Bruce Gap. Good stuff. <laughs> the trophy was on a plinth, and we had like a team photo taken before we went onto the pitches, and. Our captain, no less, no. walked in, didn't just touch it, picked the f-ing thing up, didn't he? He oh, picked it up and he no. was going, we're going to win this, boys. And I'm, As a captain, you you've got to know that. What are you doing? Why does this keep happening to me? You're you, Why? Might, you might have 20 leadership, he's got three. Yeah. Uh, that's appalling. That's poor. 
disgraceful. So I've been cursed. People and don't know the curse and then live through it, thinking, yeah. "Why did we lose that?" Yeah, the funny part was, I was in, we, we had to line up before the final in the tunnel, and I was saying to everybody, "Don't touch the trophy on the way up. Don't touch it." Oh, Little did I know, we have already, really already done it. I'm, honestly, that's heartbreaking. Honestly. At least you know it's not down to you, mate. Like, yes, you know, the powers that be. Do you know what? I try my best. Like, <laughs> next, next time you get to a tournament, mm. if someone touches the trophy, just try the old piss in all four corners technique. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cancel <laughs> it out. Get the Barry Fry. Yeah, Come on. yeah cancel it out. Oh, That's goodness good me. Goodness like me. What would, what would your stat be, Sam, interest? Free kick taken all day. Have a word. All day. Dead ball. I can't run. I can't do anything else. We could could replace Janinia and the dead ball as well. Literally, mate. I could. It's me and Janinia. We're we're going to get him in the garden after this. (laughs) Watch him ping one. I will. (laughs) We were chatting about being in the mood for some volleys, so we'll see what happens. I'll cross them in and you just smack them. I'll get my headers and volleys. You can go in goal. Yeah, I could. I could. I'll find a nice little trophy. I've got cramps, so. Yeah, you're in trouble. (laughs) Our our podcast physio has arrived in about 10 minutes. Will we like fat corner boys? Yes! Yes. Fucked. And it's a fact. So I'm talking about facts. So for fat corner this week, with the transfer window. I thought you said fat corner. Then. It does sound like you're saying fat corner. Even the Nazar sat there with Rafa Benitez. So for fact corner this week, <laughs> with the transfer window being open, I thought I would give us some strange football transfers that almost happened. Some of these are brilliant. I'd like these. So first up. After being promoted to the Premier League in 2005, Wigan Athletic took a certain Pep Guardiola on trial. No. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for Pep, Wigan deemed he wasn't good enough to compete with Jimmy Bullard for starting <laughs> spot in midfield. No, no way. Yeah. Fortunately for Pep, I guess you could say. But... Well, then Wigan stayed but up, didn't they? That means he never had a Wigan kebab. Oh, gutty. Can you imagine Pep eating a Wigan kebab? A Wigan kebab. Not a chance. Living in Manchester as long as he had. He Just a had pie and a bun. Yeah, he surely had the pie and a bun. Doesn't he really strike me as a pie and a pie and a butt gunner, man. Wigan kebab, mate. A man who does strike me as loving a Wigan kebab is Big Sam. Because a year before Pep Guardiola went on trial at Wigan, Big Sam, as Bolton manager, decided he was clearly not content with the talents of JJ Okocha. Oh, no. So wanted to add some more flair to his attack. Up steps an ageing Brazilian icon by the name of Rivaldo. <laughs> mate, the amount of times that you see Brazilian legends nearly go to northern teams is ridiculous. Like, well, it was the Ronaldinho one. Ronaldinho, the black yeah. man, yeah. Ronaldinho's not on this list, but that was one of the ones oh, I did God. see during my recent. Yeah, yeah. And the funny part about the Rivaldo deal is, one of his agents, Peter Harrison, went as far to say, everything looks good when he was asked about the deal. But unfortunately, it never happened. Oh. And I would have loved to have seen O'Cotter and Rivaldo playing for Big Sam. Can you imagine? I want to see heritage. Is that when he left Barca or when he left AC No, when he left Cruzeiro. This is his old Oh, really old? Yeah. I'd have paid money to see his face for the first time when he got off the plane and saw Bolton in all of its glory. Yeah, saw the Reebok Stadium. Not exactly Copacabana Beach, is it? No. At the Bolton. Another Brazilian (laughs) this time is Roberto Carlos. Oh, no. And when do you think Roberto Carlos? You mean Roberto Larcos? Yes, I do. He usually associates Samba football the heights of Real Madrid, the brilliant goals he scored. Yeah. But you very nearly could have imagined him in the cloudy skies of the West Midlands. <laughs> Roberto <laughs> said, I came close to joining Aston Villa earlier in my career. Aston Villa, actually. But... <laughs> <laughs> I met with the club, but nothing happened. Birmingham were also interested, but I didn't go anywhere, and later I joined Inter Milan. So he could have gone to Bit, Villa yeah. or Birmingham. Birmingham, Milan, it's not really a tough choice in terms no, of living location. Not particularly. Um, yeah, a bit of an update there, isn't it? 
Back to 2004, and we're off to Scotland this time. Oh, no. Rangers are looking for a replacement for Barry Ferguson. So manager Alex McLeish turns his attentions to a diminutive Spaniard by the name of Andres Iniesta. Oh, excellent. Uh, they wanted the 18-year-old on loan, but the move never happened, and the rest is history. You know what that um, is? That's like on FM when you're doing a lower league save. You're like, oh, get all the, the wonder kids I know on loan. And they're like, yeah. we prefer that he plays with better players. Is usually <laughs> the response you get. Um, another another big-time player. This is back when he was younger. In 1998, a Swedish youngster by the name of Zlatan Ibrahimovic rocks up at QPR for a try. Right. No way. Okay. All is going well, and he's impressing, until he tells a coach, F*** off, and they send him home. <laughs> is that why he then decided he doesn't do trials anymore? Probably. Because he was famously going to sign for Arsenal, wasn't he? And then he was yeah, like, said, Zlatan yeah. doesn't do auditions. And then yeah. Slightly better than QPR, though, I have to yeah. say. But you do a QPR you know. trial, but not an Arsenal one, though. What's that about, Zlatan? You don't know about it. Well, I'd like to think we are at the moment. Maybe you just like the blue and white kits. This is true. No, we don't. I don't think he's played for another team with a blue and white kit. Inter, I guess. This is a really insightful point, mate. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. This is <laughs> Sorry, really A uh, couple of stinkers here. Sunderland. We know they've got a questionable transfer record, right? Great walkout music in the stadium. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of DMV. Is it yeah. Latin at the bottom Was of the stadium? Yeah. Bit of EDM. EDM, yeah. 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 Um, is this Latin at the bottom of the transfer list again? Oh, <laughs> if you haven't seen the Sunderland Until I Die, it's an excellent watch. You it should is. definitely it, watch it. It is thoroughly good, but some of the memes that have come out of it are top tier. Who is he crying on Netflix? We saw you crying on Netflix, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, it will come as no surprise that in 2011 they refused to pay £380,000 in compensation to sign Ivan Rakitic from Schalke. Good God. Uh, also that same year, West Brom had a bit of a stinker. Believing that £2 million was too much to pay for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Right. Oh, good God. I, isn't there the other one of... Uh, was it Villa had the chance to sign Karezma and Falcao in the same season? I think so. And ended up not getting the either of them. The worst one, and unsurprisingly it's Everton, was that they turned down Erling Haaland good, for yeah, like yeah, £3 yeah. million. Quid. Yeah. That is because they thought he wasn't physical enough. Oh, yeah. they'd have, Are you stupid? They'd have ruined him. They would have fancied Ed and Jack Wilber and that's yeah. what it was. They'd have somehow taken... The footballing Terminator and turned him into like Calvert Lewin too. Like I don't know what they would have done. <laughs> this, this is the final one, and it is my absolute favourite of almost transfers. Scottish second tier, tier side Dumbarton once tried to sign an aging Dutchman. His name was Johan Cruyff. Good God! Dumbarton manager Sean Fallon said, "I knew it was always unlikely we'd get Cruyff, but the way I saw it, we couldn't lose." And do you know what the funny part about this is? Cruyff considered it. <laughs> no it Cruyff said, was attempted. Yes, of course. Playing in England or Britain was something I'd always wanted to do. But I thought I was too old at that stage to go to Scotland. Well, you know, the weather will be difficult. When you're old, your muscles get stiff. And moving in a cold country is asking for problems. I mean, he's not. So he hasn't been let down by the club. The, the fact they've been let down is by, by Scottish, Scottish weather. weather. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm, do you know what? Let me quickly find it. He would have been playing in a beautiful stadium. I, it's outrageous. What, the buttons? The stadium is in like an absolutely beautiful location. You know, you know what this transfer is? It's you know when you've had a couple of beers down a pub and you're feeling yourself. You've got the confidence going, you're like, sod it. I'm going after like the 10 out of 10. He's sent that while he's on the piss at like the world party. <laughs> And but then he's sitting there. The next morning he's woken up. He's like, "We bid for." Let's have a look at them Barton Stadium. I'm sending one in the chat now. Just give me a. Second. Oh my god! Yeah, look at it. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Got the big cliff behind look it. Look at the backdrop on that. that. 
Bloody hell. What a lovely place to play football. Cruyff's let himself down there. A couple of questionable mounds at the side of the pitch there. But... That's the molehills, mate. <laughs> Don't be helped. Some molehills. Yeah, it's corner flags, mate. <laughs> well, that is all I have for Fat Corner, but I, uh, I hope you enjoyed. Well played. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you. It is a fact. It's a fact. I'm talking about facts. Have you, have you got any almost transfers... That you uh, you remember, or I mean, there's Lewandowski to Blackburn as well. They've got, I mean, uh, got stopped by the volcano. Stopped by the yeah, volcano, yeah. yeah. There's a couple of uh, big ones like that, wasn't there? I mean, you can Some make an entire starting eleven out of players that Arsenal almost signed. Was it Barcelona yeah. who signed Charisma instead of Cristiano Ronaldo? <clears throat> they had the choice to sign one or the other, and they signed Charisma. There's another one that's really good. It was when AC Milan signed Luther Blissett. Because they thought they were signing John Barnes and they signed the wrong player. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Blissett turned up at Milan Airport and they were like, "Oh no, what have we done?" How did you even make that mistake? Because you can't fit Blissett's name into the bananas wrap. You can't. So for my name, my name is Luther Blissett. The crowd goes bananas. <laughs> mm. Nah. You nah. can't fit, fit John Barnes in there either. To be fair, you can to try. <laughs> John Barnes made it fit. His name's John Barnes. He makes the fans go bananas, mate. Like. <laughs> Well, I think it's time we, we move on to uh, the main main topic of this episode. And normally on this podcast, we like to give. We like, we like to hand out Hall of Fame spots. But today, we are going to take away. Because we are opening the streets when we get caught again. <laughs> we are. And we are going to do justice by football and we're going to find some frauds. We're, we're powering on through the heat, powdered wigs on, yeah. gavels in The hand. powdered wigs are here. We, we've done this before with Papi Cissé. It was quite an extensive case, and he got away with his potential fraud. But was... I think the case I'm going to bring forward is going to change the history of football forever. But do we That's have another case play. for someone else? We opened the court for someone else recently as well. Um, I don't think we did. I think we, we mentioned... We were, we were planning to, and, and look where we are now. Yes, We've so come I, so far. My case, Justice Woody and Justice Martinez, is against 2005 Liverpool, their Champions League winning team. I believe serious and major fraud was committed here. This is huge. And I am going to change the course of football history. Oh, God, here we go. This is one of, if not the most memorable <coughs> final of the noughties, I'd say. Oh, I'd it's, say it's one of the most time. memorable. Justice Wally, yeah. it starts way before the final. Oh, here we it go. It starts way before the final. So I'd like to take you back all the way to the qualifying rounds. Okay. They have to go through the qualifying rounds, and they play a Nostrian side called Grazza AK. And they only win two on aggregate, and they lose the second leg 1-0 at Anfield to an Austrian side. Wow, okay. That's fairly stinky. Yeah. No, not a great start. I move us into the group stage. They're drawn with Monaco, Deportivo La Coruña, and Olympiacos. And they barely make it through the group in second place. I do think Coruña were La Liga champions at that point, though, weren't they? That was in the early 90s. This is, this is way afterwards. It's 2005. Oh, yeah, of course. Bloody they they go through in second place, level on 10 points with Olympiacos, and they have to beat Olympiacos in the last match day to go through. That's where the famous, and it drops for Gerard commentary comes from. Gerard! What a hat, Sam. Uh, and they only go through by having one superior goal difference to Olympiacos. They're, they're level on points. And they only score six goals in six group games, okay, which is, is falling. Not exactly Champions League winning material, is it? No, I suppose the counter-argument would be they still got out the you say, yeah. yeah, You get there how you get there. Yeah. And away to Deportivo, they win 1-0 thanks to an own goal. Without that, they would not have gone through. But I suppose you make your own luck in football. That I can... They all count. But it's, it's still not looking good for them at this point. It's, it's not 
You wouldn't have them winning away. it all. You no. wouldn't have them winning it all. They kind of improved in the knockout stages. So they played by Leverkusen in the round of 16 and they went 6-2 on aggregate. Fairly resounding, you can agree. No, yep. That's a good result. The one thing I would say is, if you watch the first leg at Anfield, the Bayer Leverkusen keeper has a howler. Like, every goal he oh, should no. easily save. He lets Luis Garcia's opener through his legs. <laughs> he, and then he concedes two free kicks. One that isn't in the corner he doesn't even dive for. Oh, dear. Not, again, helping hand. A slice of luck, you could say. Mm-hmm. But a, a 6-2 aggregate win. You, you're fairly, it's pretty fairly solid. You've yeah. done well. Into the quarterfinals. Here we go. And they beat Juventus 2-1 on aggregate. Oh, fair play. Good result. But again, they're helped by another howler. In the second leg, Zlatan Ibrahimovic drops a stinker. Oh, and he no. misses two easy tap-ins. We're talking like Lukaku Champions League final. Oh. <laughs> they're bad. They're bad. They're bad. But they still go through. And then this is where the real controversy starts in the semi-finals. And we both know what happens here. Ghost okay. goal. The ghost goal. The ghost goal. They, it's nil nil at Stamford Bridge in the first leg and they go mm-hmm. to Anfield. And then Lewis Garcia scores. Risa, nicely done through the legs of Lampard. Gerard, Milan Barras might get the before check. Is that a penalty? Lewis Garcia's in there. Does that cross the line? The Liverpool fans think it has goal. What a start by Liverpool. It never goes over the line, does it? We can agree no, it never no, goes over the line. No. This, this is undeniably fraudulent, this. This is the first, This is some hard hitting evidence to the, the ghost goal. Yeah, it's, it, would they have got through with goal line technology now? No, 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 no. The thing is, I understand in the heat of the moment the referee might not see it, but it's so obvious it doesn't go in. Oh yeah, it, like it's so clear. Bit poor. Well, they go on to win one 0 That is the only goal of the of the tie, and they they beat a what you'd argue is a far superior Chelsea side, right? Yeah, yeah. like that. That's Pete Mourinho Chelsea. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's a top, top team. And then we go to the final. Now, this is where the serious evidence comes up. And I believe I've uncovered evidence that is hardly ever spoken about. And I'm oh. going to rule out two of the three goals. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, as we know, there's a lot of controversy surrounding the penalties with Jer- Jersey Dude being like a mile off his yeah. line. You could park a bus between that man and He's on the six-yard box when yeah. Pirlo takes his penalty. Like, it's, it's unacceptable. And if that was today... Every penalty has been retaken. Oh, you do you have to ask why isn't the ref taking a look at that and going? But I, I don't think it was a rule I think the rules are in place. I, don't, yeah, I, don't I, think, know, yeah, I think that shirt is the reason why yeah, the rules are where they are yeah, now. Yeah. So we know Milan go three 0 up. Yep. So with some beautiful football man. Yeah, that Milan so team was fantastically that good. Kaka pass is unreal. Unreal. And the finish from Crespo, a little chip. Oh, oh yeah. unreal. Oh. So it goes into the second half. And I've, uh, I've got some video evidence. So if you'd like to plot the video, I'll I send you, Harry. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you when to play and pause. Okay. And I will watch along with you. Please, I now present Exhibit A. I do now present Exhibit A. This is Exhibit A. This is. Right. Liverpool. Pause it. Hang on. Right, play it. Okay. This is Liverpool's first goal. This is Vladimir Spitzer. Is he not offside? Blues Garcia not offside in the way of the. Just keep watching. Tell me, oh, tell, me, tell me if you watch it slow down. The ball changes direction. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure. If does it that does hit that. Milan Barros's hand? I it don't looks, think it does. I think it hits him. It looks like it might be thigh. No. Oh, yeah, it might be a thigh. 
Oh, either either way, either way I maybe? think he's offside when that ball struck. He's not offside. I did check this. That's nowhere. That's no, his thigh. Is nowhere it is near off his it. Thigh. It's off his thigh. Where? It's off his thigh. It's off his left thigh. His thigh is nowhere near it. His, his thigh is nowhere near it, lads. That literally hits his thigh, does it not? Give us give, zoom and enhance. Come on. Look, it's his thigh there because you can see the it short does look like rattle. it. Oh, give it to us one more time. I will. Oh, I think that hits his hand. It's either that or it's just a bit of a dip on it. Inconclusive. I'm happy to have that as inconclusive. Inconclusive. I, if, you let, if you let it run and go to the next clip. I think it hits thigh and then hand. So this is the penalty. Oh, he's oh. not touched him, has he? Now watch it in slow motion. That's a dive, no? That is a dive. Ooh. I'd be, be hard-pressed to give that if I'm Deron right. has thrown himself to the floor. And may I add, this is a man who a year later dived in a friendly against Andorra for England. So he's clearly not against We, we know he's got a history of it. That what is, are you saying? Is that a penalty or not? I don't think it is. If, I if I'm a Milan fan and, and I'm watching this game, I'm feeling very aggrieved if that gets given against us. Yeah, so we can roll out at least one of the goals. I The first one, I'd say, is in that realm of... If we can't tell definitively and we're watching it over and over again I may have been clutching at straws that one but I had to bring some evidence I think it's and this is the point of the call there'd be enough there where if I'm a ref today I'm like reviewing it but that second one there's not a hope in hell that's a penalty no I don't think it's a pen that's the kind of pen you've seen given in the Prem at the moment there's an angle (laughs) there's an angle that I forgot to include where it shows it from behind and I promise you he doesn't touch it there's like a general flick of his shoulder and down he goes like, he sold it really well, to be fair to Gerard. Look how far Jersey Dudek is there. Honestly, mate. It's madness. A serious fraud has been committed here. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with the second one. That penalty, inverted commas. Yeah. So what is Gerard doing? What we're saying, the greatest Champions League final in history, is potentially fraudulent. Potentially fraudulent, tainted at best. I think a lot of Champions League finals, are gonna, you're going to find a mistake like that, though. I it's, just, it's just because it doesn't get the recognition that a, three or... A mistake or a lot of mistakes. The penalties, the well, dive, yeah, the possible handball, the ghost goal in the semi-final. Is he that? They should not be here. They should not have been in this position. This should not. This Champions League final, Liverpool 2005, should not have happened. And I want this wiped in football history. So what we're saying is, gone. We, is... We as a podcast are retroactively awarding the Champions League to AC Milan. Well, I guess That's the, exactly what I'm... I guess yeah. the thing right, is... I'm here for it. Is yeah. that they didn't serve their punishment, but they didn't. They did then get ridiculed by Milan two years later. They did. I suppose that's kind of justice. That's, in a way. that's justice for Milan, I guess, but not yeah. justice for football. Not justice. Yeah, but football rarely has any justice. So, because they're still playing the six. Let me, let me put it to you this way: Norwich get to a Champions League final, unlikely, I know. They, they get they get housed like this, and they don't win it. And then two years later, they win it. Are you happy with winning just one, or well, would you be aggrieved that you should have won two Champions Leagues? Did it happen to Liverpool though when they played Madrid and Salah got injured, and everyone says, "Well, they but that's an that. injury. You can't an injury. Come on." I mean, I would be, I'd be upset, but the fact that we won two years later, I wouldn't care as much. There as is if, a I, if that was the only Champions League final we'd I'd reached, made and I lost. Yeah, I'd be annoyed. That, yeah, I'd still I be annoyed. A club like Milan, who have a storied history anyway, they might not care as much. For those of us who have never won a Champions League, I'm like, yeah. few. That's all of us around this table. Yeah. yeah. I, look, I, I personally would like to give this to AC Milan. Uh, that that is. I mean, you see that. You you are the judges in this case. Yeah, I am merely presenting the case too. So the decision. Would you is like yours to pass tonight. your verdict first, Your Honour? I would like to 
remove the Champions League title from Liverpool, but not award it to AC Milan because you don't know whether Chelsea. You're not could handing have been it to them. anybody. Chelsea could have won it. Okay. You never know. It was a good side, like you said, Pete Mourinho. Uh, I think I agree. I think it should be awarded to football itself. Yeah, yes. football's a real winner. Congratulations to football. You are the winner <laughs> of the 2005 <laughs> final. I'm sure you'd love that. To all oh, the yeah. Liverpool fans that said. I'm not sorry. <laughs> it's what football would have wanted. It's, it's the, the whole thing, oh, it's the miracle of Istanbul. It's this, it's that. It's the you cheating of Istanbul. You shouldn't have been there in the first place and then you shouldn't have won that final. That's all I'm going to say. I'll on get Infantino on the phone and we'll get the trophy removed. As well, that is good possible. work from the court. We have one case settled. Yeah. Who would like to go next? Uh, I'm, I can go next to you. You carry on, mate. Well, I, I am tabling a motion to mm-hmm. rein in the rampant praise given to a certain ginger midfielder Steve Sidwell, Jack Holback. Oh, <laughs> they can go on the list later on. It's a man who we've referenced before as a player who we think undeniably had some talent, but is arguably the most overrated player of his generation. Mm-hmm. I am, of course, talking about Paul Scholes. I don't care what evidence you bring. I'm yeah, back the motion. <laughs> well, the the crux of this starts with obviously he was part of this infamous class of '92. He mm-hmm. played in. A fantastic United side. Yeah. Some of the players he had around him in that team, you know, got the likes of Beckham, bloody Roy Keane behind him. Yes. Giggs. York and Cole. York, Sheringham, Cole, Cantona. Or... Yeah. And then you've got Neville, the likes of... Yeah, Shut up. Sam, it is late, up. Later years, Vidic at the back. Yeah. Ferdinand. He's yeah, he's, he's played an incredible side that, Rooney, in my opinion, and, carried him. And this is the thing. This, this team he played in won the lot. And because of that, people talk about Paul Scholes as if he's one of the greatest players they've ever seen. There's a mm. clip, uh, a quote, I think it's from Xavi, where he mm. says, Paul Scholes is the best player I've ever seen. If he was Spanish, maybe he'd get more recognition. And my first bit of evidence against this, I'd like to say. So everyone talks about how it's always the fans that are divisive about Scholes. Yeah. And don't give him the credit he deserves. It's always his fellow players who are like his class. Okay. He didn't receive a single nomination for a player, player of the year. Good. A single nomination for PFA. Well, in all of his years. Team of the year. And he never received a vote for the Ballon d'Or. Good. Doesn't deserve it. If he's of this calibre, why don't his fellow professionals and those in the professional game recognise it? Mm, Very good point. The the other thing is, and I understand, you know, he was a a stalwart of Man United. Ferguson was was a big fan of his. I'm not going to say that we're going to respect the opinion of Sven Goran Eriksson here. But when one of... Skulls, Gerard, and Lampard had to be shuffled out onto the left-hand side. It was Skulls who was sacrificed. Yeah. And this is another thing: is that he had incredible longevity in that United team. He retired and then unretired, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He also he retired from international football at 29 and didn't make a single mark for England. Now I know there was a lot of competition at the time, but any player worth their salt in that England team at least made some sort of impact on yeah. the side. Yeah. yeah. What did Skulls do? Even David Beckham got a lot of uh, lot of games was captain of the England side. I mean, he got an effigy burned of him, so he must have been doing something at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I just think he's one of the most overrated players of all time. I think it's that thing of he was good at passing, had some good vision. One of the things I hate is when people say, "Oh, he couldn't tackle." People who were playing with him said, "Oh, he could absolutely tackle." Yeah. He just liked the fouls. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Cockerland. Yeah, Yeah, basically, (laughs) he's like he's like Keen but smaller and gingerer. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, there's a, rare, a fairly damning piece of evidence against it oh yeah. people say this is exhibit A I should. this is exhibit A well, okay. this is exhibit B I suppose okay. after the, uh, the yeah. stats uh, people talk about how he was he obviously played as a striker before moving into midfield I don't know yeah. many people I didn't that. know that no he then moved back to striker at some point as well but it was after um, 
an injury to Roy Keane. He moved into midfield properly right. in late 90. And everyone says, oh, but he kept that attacking, you know, that mentality. He was so good going forwards in his passing. The man in, I believe, 716 career games. It's a lot of games. It is a lot of games. Got 79 assists in 700 games. For a That's player. a goal every 10 games, essentially. Basically. Yeah. Peter Crouch. A player who... Known for heading a ball and being tall. Being lanky, gangly, not technically gifted. A great outside of his, uh, a great outside of his first touch. But not a technically gifted player, I think we'd say. No, and I'm sure he'd agree with that oh, as well. Yeah. He's a gangly... <laughs> He's a gangly... <laughs> He's there to head the ball. He had a good touch for a big man. He played 720 career games. Okay. An equally fantastic longevity. Mm. He got 81 career assists. So basically, what you're telling us is... Peter Crouch was better at Paul, doing Paul Scholes' job than, than Paul, Paul Scholes was, yeah. And he played for the likes of Stoke. I think the thing Paul. is with, with Paul Scholes is he had a lot of quality. Like what? Well, that's what I mean, on the ball and passing. And, and oh, well done, a midfielder can pass a ball. Like, but, and not as not well as Peter Crouch. Well, you you're not listening. You wouldn't, yeah. praise, you're not listening you wouldn't praise the post no, for delivering what, letters, would you? What I'm saying is he obviously <laughs> had a lot of quality, but if he wasn't part of an insane United team, he never would have got the plaudits. I think had. it's exactly that. You know, if that United, if he was in this United team now, the team that you know win an FA Cup every now and then, win a Europa League every now and then, don't really challenge for the title, then I don't think he gets anywhere near the plaudits that he had Absolutely back not. then. Yeah. Well, my my closing argument okay. before I pass over to your right honourable decisions Ooh. is: I think he was a good player, carried to great things by the teammates who played around him and the manager he had. And the manager who was one of, if not the best of all time, it's up for debate. So I think his stature should be bumped down from greatest of all time to pretty good player. I, I the prosecution would, rests. I would agree with that closing statement. Apart from, he, he should be knocked down to just average player, in my opinion. There's nothing special about him, in my opinion. I know there's going to be Man United fans about, oh, he was such a good midfielder. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> I can name you at least 20 Premier League midfielders better than him, in my opinion. Yeah, who, I think who, I could who, but, well. but this is the thing. I would name them and you would sit there and go, oh, but they didn't win as much as mm. Skulls did. But as you said, yeah, Skulls was, was, in my opinion, carried to those trophies by A, the team, and B, the manager. And there's that argument of how much And does, C, the longevity. How yeah. much does team trophies play to an individual player? Yeah, I don't think I don't they should. I don't think there's a single one of those trophies where you'd say Skulls won it on his own. No, no. It's not he like Messi at the World Cup. It's not like Mbappe at the World Cup. No, he didn't exactly. put the team on his back and go and win it. What did he also, what did he do for England? Nothing. Well, so they say he retired at 29 yeah. and didn't do anything. Nothing. He got shuffled out of left midfield because he wasn't as good as Lampard and Gerrard. Gerrard, for comparison, got 220 Ballon d'Or votes. Skull's got none. I imagine he got way more goals and assists as well. And I know oh, people will say he played in a more advanced role. And he also he almost single-handedly, as we talked about earlier, won a fraudulent Champions League. Yeah, so. yeah but he, the thing is, he would carry his team on his back at times. But he, he doesn't have the trophies to show for it that Skulls does. But he's a far better player. 100%. Far better player. I think mean, Lampard, which has always got the debate of the three, I don't think Skulls should be in that debate. No. The other thing is, I didn't get that much enjoyment watching Paul Skulls play, apart from when he was scoring those volleys that obviously were mm. unreal. Yeah, those, fair but, enough. But you know, it doesn't, you watch it doesn't like Iniesta. As soon as Iniesta got on the ball, you're like, I don't know what he's going to do with it. Is he going to go past five people? Play a one-two and be in, or is he going to? Well, it's like Chavi's impossible pass. pass on YouTube. Literally, You've never yeah. seen Skulls' impossible pass. No, 
You just see skulls in training hitting a tree 50 yards away. Oh, like, great, oh, a non-moving deal. target yeah, that's 20 deal. feet tall. Yeah, big deal. Well, what's your decision, my friend? I, I am going to agree with your closing statement of he is not up there with the greatest English, English midfielders. Not even just English, his greatest midfielders. I think he is a good midfielder. That I agree with that. would have been, you know, he's a solid top-half Premier League player. Yeah. Very, like a good top-half Premier League player. You know what, it's the kind of thing I can see it being like. It's like, imagine he's like a Ward-Prowse at Southampton, if he's not in that United. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, if you put Ward-Prowse in that Man City team and he won all those trophies... You'd say yeah. he was the greatest like, English midfielder of all time. Right, like, you look at him, you're like, he's undeniably got talent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. If he was in a worse side, he'd come to be, comfortably be the best player there. It, that doesn't mm. make him one of the best of all time. Like, for example, right now, I'd imagine Phil Foden isn't far off the amount of trophies Paul Scholes got in his career. Probably not. You wouldn't Probably say... Not, no. but and, and you, Dan, you'd have to say that Phil Foden now is one of the greatest English midfielders of all time. Well, I'm, I'm more than happy to back the motion to downgrade Scholes' legacy. Well, unanimously mm. carried, then, it seems. Yeah. There we are. Yeah. We're on a roll here, boys. This is two for two. <laughs> Mr. It's Martinez. Like we agree on things, isn't it? Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. Well, Mr. Martinez, I believe you have... A nemesis of this podcast. I do indeed. That you would like to bring into the court. I do indeed. And it's not Papi Cisse. It's not, it's I, not I can see, either. I can see the picture of the man on the laptop and I'm already irate. Uh, well, <laughs> I would like to start this with... Uh, uh, I think this man is was good mm-hmm. at his job. Right? And so my motion is that he fell off very hard and rode success on an early career that got him to where he kept going. And that man is Louis van Gaal. Boo! The <sighs> man who we have mentioned on this before, mainly for falling out with players we've nominated for Streets Room Forget podcast Hall ah, yes. of Fame. For Brazilians. <laughs> <laughs> that takes us right back. Yeah, that that's a little throwback to episode two. Yeah. We have a lot of quotes from Raquel May here as well. But whether <laughs> Wait, we want to hear him again. Why are they all not. just stars and asterisks? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'd like to start with his, uh, his managerial career where he started at Ajax. Um, okay. Oh, difficult start that. Well, Very tough. this is the thing because I think I reckon this he is where the Champions League. You know? Yeah, maybe the league every year. Or in... I think this is where his great managerial career started, but I think there's a bit of fraudulent behaviour going on here. Come on. So he started at Van Gaal. Van Gaal started at Ajax uh, from 1991 to 1997. Yeah. Now, what we all know about um, about Ajax during that time is. How much they won the European trophies in mm-hmm. yeah. UEFA Cup '92, Champions League in '95. The Champions League in '95, they went unbeaten through the Champions League and were also unbeaten in the league, which Fair is enough. an unbelievable, yeah, that's a sensational run, especially in, in the Champions League as oh, well. Yeah. Until oh, I read you the team, I could go unbeaten with this team, right? Okay. So these here's some of the players that he had available to him in the Dutch league. So mm-hmm. you know, not not the greatest league in, across Europe. But these are some of the players he had. Yeah, we're just defenders and Dutch fans, lovely. Edwin van der Sar. Oh, hey, what happened to average, yeah. <laughs> Danny Blind, who of course was yeah. captain and part yeah. of the uh, national yeah, setup. Good player. Uh, both Frank and uh, Ronald de Boer. And Ronald yeah. de Boer. Um, Edgar Davids. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> happened to him? He, he's a Barnet he player. How different could he be? <laughs> Mark Overmars. Yeah, fair play. Very Frank Rijkaard. What a player he was for Arsenal, by the way, Mark yeah. Overmars. Rijkaard, baller. Frank Rijkaard. Yeah. Clarence Seydorf. Oh, bang average. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yari Lippmann. Lippmann. Oh, yeah. Nwankwo Kanu. Yes. Now we're talking. Patrick Cliver. <laughs> so, you know, with that team there, 
The results are incredible. Uh, they also did lose in the cup to Feyenoord after extra time. Oh, but, but, right, that's it. Write them all off. That team there dominated, you know, during that time they had, in the Netherlands team, they had Dennis Bergkamp, who was also at Ajax during that Dennis period. Dennis Bergkamp. Um, Winston Bogard, who was, of course, a really yeah. good player. Yep. I mean, the, the team that they had... There's no weak link there, is there? There's no team? one... And this is before you've got European money in which mm. teams were spending big and proper and getting in players... Of really high quality. It's, it's a team you'd expect from the likes of Ajax, who have probably the best academy in exactly. the world. That I mean, team is a, is a cut above. Oh, yeah. Think about the Ajax team that got to the semi-finals in what, 2018. That, that, team, that team is far oh, yeah, superior. 2018 had some sensational players. This is a mm. team of sensational That team is players. unreal. Um, but off the back of that... So we're saying that, that, that anybody could have won that I'm saying that it's a great achievement to, go, easy to win the Champions League. I feel like if he didn't go and beat him in the league that season... Mm. You're a bit... I, I, do, I do have a question based off that. Yes. Okay. What does that say about the likes of Pep's Man City team and their trebles? Because that team is... But I think the difference is there. You're looking at that Man City team and looking at the rest of the money in Europe and a lot of teams spend big like they do. Oh, they do. Like Real Madrid, United, you know, even Chelsea. You know, how, you... I guess the question is then how much of that team did Van Hal assemble? Well, this, well, is, this was going to be my question. Yeah. But then how much has he helped develop these players? A, lo- a lot, a lot, to be fair. Because he was he was the youth manager for two years in 1988 to 1990. Also, can I just interrupt? We've started talking about Louis van Gaal and at no point has anybody said, Louis van Gaal's army! <laughs> Louis van Gaal's army! I'm really glad I opened my windows before we started. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he then moved on to Barcelona. Now, this was a bit another, of a Another difficult time. team to manage. I mean, firstly, you're taking over from Bobby Robson, who... Barcelona fans still regard as one of their greatest managers. Mm-hmm. Um, he won two La Liga titles and the Copa del Rey once. That is in three years. Okay. So and then oh, declared I, war on Giovanni. Well, <laughs> well uh, that, that, he had a lot of a run out. Declared war on Raquel May first. So that's true. firstly, uh, he clashed with the media a lot. Mm. Came what? under a lot no. of criticism. A lot of criticism. He's not really an abrasive character. He said, no. "He said this is this is one of my favourite quotes." Uh, he expressed that it was difficult to implement his football philosophy at Barcelona due to different cultural differences and that he struggled hard as some players were unwilling to follow his lead. Well, surely that's your job to get you on board. So, yeah, yeah. so basically he's complaining that he can't do his own job. He's complaining about the fact he can't man-manage. Right, OK. He then followed on with uh, the rows he had with Rivaldo uh, were an example oh, of yeah. this as Van Gaal insisted Rivaldo played it as a left-winger whereas Rivaldo argued that he wanted to play in the centre in effect undermining Van Gaal. Paul Scholes would have played there. <laughs> yes. Van Gaal eventually left uh, Barcelona in 2000 days after losing a league title to La- Deportiva La Coruña. Yeah. Uh, uttering the immortal line, Amigos de las Prensa, yo me voy, felicidades. Friends of the press, I am leaving. Congratulations. <laughs> is just- that is, sorry, that is f- brilliant. That is f- so good. Can you imagine, Who does he think can you he imagine is? a Premier League manager doing that today? That would be Everywhere. That's proper press. John Carver move. That is so good. It's so that, good. What did he say again? Uh, friends of the press, I am leaving. Congratulations. I love Mourinho it. Through I through. love it. Well, uh, hang on, wasn't Mourinho his assistant? Yes. 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 Yeah, well, now that explains everything about Mourinho. We that makes a lot of sense. Um, he then returned to Netherlands to manage the Netherlands national team for the two, in preparation for the 2002 FIFA He's World Cup. He's managed twice. Yes, but this is where it gets really good. Because this is... Barcelona was good. He won two two, two league titles. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I can't argue 
Good enough. The press won, though. They're the real winners. You lost to Deportivo La Coruña, which at the time you had... They had a good team, to be fair. Yeah, Roy yeah, Mackay. Exactly, exactly. But then he goes on to the Netherlands national team, which the squad is unreal. Because you've still got a lot of those players that I've mentioned previously, like Clarence Seydorf still playing. Mm. I think Patrick... Or are they ageing? You've got Van Persie coming through. You've got, you know, a lot of very good players for that 2002 uh, World Cup. So, they go into, into the group... Uh, where they're placed with Republic of Ireland, Cyprus, Portugal, Andorra, and Estonia. They don't qualify. You're having a lot of bloody hell. That is embarrassing. They don't qualify. I'm pretty certain, is this the time? Yes. So this is one of my favourite bits. When the side, uh, he fell three points behind second place Republic of Ireland, who were unbeaten. When the sides met in Dublin, Van Gaal boasted before the match that his squad was so much more talented, even the Irish fans would want them to qualify. <laughs> Ireland went down to 10 men after 58 minutes, but then scored 9 minutes later and won 1-0. <laughs> nice. The Netherlands fell 7 points behind and with 2 games left to play, meaning that they failed to qualify for the World Cup for the first time since 1986. That is on the back of him. So he then left the Netherlands and was replaced by Dick Advocat. <laughs> After speculation that you would replace Sir Alex Ferguson, who was meant to be retiring in 2002. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt the call. I'd just like to speak to my, my, my fellow judge here. This ain't looking good for him. No, this ain't I'm looking not going to lie. For him. I feel like my mind's made up. Uh, yeah. I told you. <laughs> life, life sentence, bro. Is he gonna the worst thing about this is I'm only on his first stint at the national team, oh, where okay. he's still got the return to Barcelona, the return to Ajax... Um, and the, the Bayern Munich one is his, is his good stint. But We've only got the courtroom book for another half an hour. Come on. <laughs> so, They're going to realise we're not actually meant to be here. Come on. Yeah. So he's got the return to Barcelona. And this is the point where he famously falls out with Robert Enke, Geiske Mendieta, and Juan Roman Raquelme, all of which he signed. <laughs> so, you know. Absolute. He, he then also had the... As he returned, the day he returned, Rivaldo then said, Van Gaal is the main cause of my departure. I don't like Van Gaal. I'm sure he doesn't like me either. And re- proceeded to leave to AC Milan, in which he won the Champions League. He was voted the worst player in the Serie A that season. But, you know, we'll, we, we ignore that. We, we love ignore that. He's got good company with Alexandre Pata. Um, Your boy. Yeah, my boy. The results were inconsistent in 2002-2003, which is when he joined. Right. Uh, after four wins, four draws, and three defeats from their open 11 matches, Barcelona lost three matches in a row to Real Sociedad. Relegation threatened Rio Vallecano and Sevilla. They got slightly better and were in 12th place, and he got sacked. Nice. Uh, this is so going so well for him. That was, mm. that was his time there. He then went back to Ajax in 2004. Oh, stick with what you know, uh, I guess. Van Gaal returned to Ajax as technical director, but resigned a year later due to internal conflict with Ronald Koeman. So- oh, he's fallen out with another person. So this is what I mean. Are you f- kidding this me? Is, can I, hang on. Can I just say, you've got someone who is notorious for making signings and then falling out with them. So why would you give him the job where he is in signing charge of making signings? signings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 2005, he moved on to uh, AZ Alkmaar for four years. He That's a real top-tier job, AZ oh, Alkmaar. Yeah. He won nothing. He Shock. finished second and third in the Eredivisie. Uh, he was runners-up in the Cup once and... Lost the 2000-2008 Champions League qualification to Ajax. Uh, he then said he would leave at the 2007-08 season due to disappointing results with the club finishing 11th when several players of the oh AZ they would like him to stay with AZ Alkmaar. However, Van Gaal said he would give the players a chance to prove themselves. Not him. <laughs> Not him. It's all on them. Uh, he ended up leaving. Shot. Never. No. But, 
Bayern Munich, he wins a lot. Oh, who gives a How the f***? Sorry. How the f*** has he gone from AZ Alkmaar to Bayern God Munich? Knows. Uh, he also nearly didn't qualify for the Champions League. Uh, he nearly didn't get through Champions League group stage because uh, he lost back-to-back games to Bordeaux. And that Bayern team isn't exactly full of journeymen in those years. Well, no, at that point, you've got alarms coming through, Schweinsteiger, like... So, he said... he With the start of the season, Bayer Leverkusen were top. They were third. They, he's nearly getting knocked out of Champions League. They say he's going to be replaced by his predecessor, Jürgen Klinsmann. He then keeps insisting... Another, another world-class manager, Jürgen Klinsmann. He keeps insisting he's the process trainer, which means that his team need to play the way he imagines. Well, that's your job. You've got to communicate yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I imagine my I team scoring 50 goals a game. Does it mean they can just go and do it? I don't understand what the issue is here. He then... Him. He's, him. He's the issue. But yeah. I don't understand what his issue is with not realising that he's the one that's got to do this. I, I found the answer. He's an arrogant... <laughs> Um, he then and a fraud, makes, that's all he's yeah, To be fair to him, he does bring through Thomas Muller, Holger Badstuber and Bastian Schweinsteiger. He then also falls out with Luke Imagine Tony. just being able to turn to the youth team and you see Thomas Muller and Bastian Schweinsteiger. That yeah. will save your job. What have they done in the game? He then, he then proceeds to fall out with Luca Tony. Oh, wow. Bags man, by the way. Isn't um, he renowned for being quite a nice bloke as well? Yeah. I've, I've never met him, but I've, yeah. from what I've, what I've read and heard, yes. He... Then went on and went to win the treble in 2010-11, where he met his former assistant, Jose Mourinho, in the final. Mm. And Inter Milan beat them 2-0. <laughs> Solid uh, work. He, beaten I mean, by the apprentice. Fair, that, that Inter Milan team is insane, but that Bayern Munich team is also oh, very, they're two, very they're two, good. I'd say evenly matched teams, yeah. but Mourinho is it's the first. It's, like, it's like, almost like Inter had some... Extra factor that Bayern were missing in a manager, game. yeah. yeah. Um, so he then was asked to extend his contract, which happened. And mm. within the first uh five months of the season, he got sacked. Uh, he <laughs> went back, brilliant. he went back to the national team, mm. he got through the 2014 World Cup qualification group, famously subbed the goalkeeper in the, in the actual world, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and was criticised for using the three-five-two formation when all of Dutch football is based around the four-three-three, in which you learn from when you're a child. And he decided to play three-five-two, so none of the players. But, 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 that's no, how he imagined no, his team playing. But this is the problem of the entire country. This isn't Louis van Halswart. This is the Dutch. This is the Dutch problem. That he he they should have followed his process. Don't play the four-three-three. Play Louis' way. The country's let him down. Yes, they have. They have. You, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> Am I am I backwards thinking? No, it's the country. I'm the whole nation. I mean, the team that they had is a very good team. They had a young Memphis Depay, who at the time yeah. was, you know, obviously Man United. When Robin Van him. Persie. Robin Van Persie, Wesley Uzi. Schneider, Klaas-Jan yeah. Huntelaar, um, Gini Wijnaldum, Daley Blind, who is in his prime. I mean, the team is unreal. Um, they did have Tim Krul and Galva. Oh, yeah. sorry, no, Silas. Yeah, Tim Krul and Galva in extra time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they ended up not winning anything there. Shock. Uh, and now we get to the good bit. Man United. <laughs> Louis van Gaal's army. Man United. Mike Smallin. There's, there's it falling over and on the touchline. Yeah. Man United. I mean, there's not much to say here, is there? I mean, we all know what happened there. It was... It was a dumpster fire and it was glorious. See, I mean, just look at some of the players he signed. Because... Well, this is something I wanted to add. We're, we're obviously... We're going to probably discuss players like Mikel and Giovanni at some point. But there's one that I think is forgotten... That he essentially had the same effect on, and that was Angel Di Maria. Oh yeah, what a player Maria, he was! And yeah. look at what happened to his career yeah, yeah, yeah. under Louis Van Gaal. I mean, his wife did also hate Manchester. To be fair, 
Don't forget, he also... Louis Van Gaal should have changed this. <laughs> I'll go through some of the signings here, Adam. You could figure out whether whether they were duds or whether they were not. Bearing in mind, Ed Woodward's also here. So between Ed the two Wood, of them. Ed Woodward. Wood, Wood. Ed Woodward. So, first signing is Ander Herrera, who I think was a decent player. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, he's alright, yeah. No complaints, sir. Better than Paul Scholes. 30 million in 2014. <laughs> 30 million in 2014. Yeah. That's, That's a lot of money. Well, not for United. Luke Shaw. <coughs> good, good player. Good player. At the time, wasn't. No, but he's turned. No, but come on. He, got, he, he spent three years left. getting bullied by Mourinho for being fat. How good can he be? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that being a good signing. Yeah. Marcus Rocco. I completely <laughs> forgot. United, so he was garbage. Twenty mil, God. twenty mil. Oh my God, Di Maria. They've had their pants down for twenty million. Ruined by Di, Ma- Di Maria. This is what I mean. In the context of this, he didn't get it working, though, did he? No. Luke Shaw's a good player now. Was he a good player under Van Hal? No. I think that's probably the only place where Di Maria's had a bad spell in his career. Everywhere else, he's probably been, he's been UV. Well, he's only not been bad at UV. Top, top, top. Daily Blind, who was average. Average, yeah. Not as good as his dad. Radamel really Falcao. Speaking of not suited to the Prem. Yep, Radamel Falcao. Yeah, good at everywhere rather than the Prem. That was a loan for Port, six Port million. Port and Atletico Madrid, the golden years of oh, Falcao. Yeah. What player he Six was. million they signed him for. It was on loan as well. Yes, right? yeah. that's what I mean. Christ. It's a lot of money. It's odd because you look at these and you know how he says, oh, they've got to buy into his system. None of this screams like the same. Kind None of it seems the same, does it? No, they, they don't all fit the same kind you, of. He doesn't, he doesn't play three five two every time. No, he's just he signing play players 4, who have 3, either big names or have done well in the, in the previous yeah. year, or have had a good season elsewhere and can be slightly cheaper. Yeah. Hang on, did, was Van Persie there at this point? Oh, retired by then. No, he was there. What? What year is this? Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Yeah, twenty fourteen fifteen. Well, we signed the Van Persie replacement. So he, he, he left at the end of that season. Yeah. My question is, how in the f*** do you have Di Maria, Falcao, Rooney and Van Persie and not win the league? This gets better. That's nuts. This gets better. So his tactics, wherever they are, were backed by two three, managers. Five, two by any chance? They were backed by two managers. Arsene Wenger, who you'd say, well, fair play. The difference is Wenger would actually build into a tactical style instead yeah, of just but saying no, I, he's got one. Yeah, I, I'd like team? to add, I love Arsene, but this is the senile era of Arsene. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know the next one? There's a man you mentioned yesterday. I said, keep hold of that name, he'll come back up. <laughs> Gary Monk. Oh, when did I mention Gary Monk yesterday? Yes, you first Gary Monk yesterday. To be fair, we had a lot of beers. I didn't realise you had that much to drink. But <laughs> um, I'm listen to it back and there's going to be so somebody who's whispering, go. Gary, Monk. <laughs> Gary Monk. Here you go. Season after, I'll give you some more signings. Uh, Memphis Depay, who turned out to be an absolute failure there. Oh, good he, player. He stank the gaff out of Man United, but he's a good player. Matthew Darmian. Stinky. Made it. But as a Champions, Champions League final this year, yeah. <laughs> he's, still, he's still a bit of crap, isn't he? Very yeah. bad there. Sergio Romero, who I forgot played for him. Sure, but yeah. wasn't actually a bad goalkeeper, I'm going to be honest. But he was shafted by not being brought on just for penalties, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Morgan Schneidlin. Great, great for Southampton. Fell apart yeah. there. United, yeah. Bastian Schweinsteiger. Good product. Good player. A bit past Insane, him when he went to United. fell apart yeah. there. Uh, Tony Marshall. Absolute garbage. Went, what, from, what, went one, from golden boy to... 59 million as well. I can, I can guarantee you one day they will not have to pay that Ballon d'Or clause. <laughs> so, it was on... A th- after a 3-0 defeat against Tottenham Hotspur on the 10th of April, several United players reportedly turned on Van Gaal in the dressing room, calling him clueless and questioned his tactics after he openly criticised young striker Marcus Rashford and several other players and made some questionable decisions during the match, a result which led United four points off fourth-place Manchester City. 
Oh, the thing is, he I was in sacked after winning the after winning the FA Cup against. Paris. I can't believe the squad had turned on him. He's such a good man manager. <laughs> this is never falls out with anyone. Stand. United uh, famously don't sign big characters. Either. Oh dear. No. So, he then obviously had the hiatus from managing, and long may it continue. <laughs> he went back to the Netherlands. Oh, of course he yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, which did he? Yes, following the team's disappointing Euro 2020 campaign, which is when he replaced Frank de Boer, who also. A very bad manager. Mm. Um, Van Gaal's first match was a one-all draw against Norway on September 2021. In the 2022 FIFA World Cup, Netherlands finished top of Group A and they were then defeated by the United States. Lovely. So that gives you everything you need to know. So I would like to suggest that despite the early success of which he won at Ajax, went unbeaten for the whole season, I think it's off the back of having a good team and I think he is a criminally overrated manager who can't manage his way out of a paper bag, let alone a team of very good players. May, may, I, may I kick us off with the, uh, with the sentencing, Justice Woolley? You okay look with you. eager, so I'd hate to stifle that. I, I, I would like to back this motion. I think, A, justice for Akelme. Justice for Akelme. Do not insult Juan Romano. He is our boy. Do not insult Juan Roman Akelme. And Geis Comendieta, who's also... Not really the last one, to be honest. Bit won't forget. Giovanni as well, got back it. yeah. Yeah, the other the, the thing I would say about this is it's a case of what what is now going to be coined doing a scold. <laughs> doing a scold. <laughs> it's fallen into his lap. Yeah, he's not had to go somewhere and no. build build a project. No, and and then win something. He's he gone to Ajax. Ajax, where it's it's been put on a plate for him. Especially he, in he had a bit of a hand in it, but yeah, it's, it's hard got, to mess that. He's, up. he's gone yeah. to Barcelona. I'm not. You know, I'm not. Fully clean up on who was in that squad, but I imagine it's Barcelona. It's going to be a good squad. Well, you had Rivaldo there. You had young Xavi, young Iniesta, Pep Guardiola. Again, fallen into his lap. It has. He goes to AZ Alkmaar, where it's not going to be put on a plate for him, and he did does f- all. Yeah. Man United, he goes there has to try and you know rebuild and rebuild something. Bayern as well. They famously league. don't win the league every year. No, so Bayern. They're no a bit crap. Then Bayern Munich. Nobody's ever heard of them. He also didn't win the league every year. He was at Bayern. Dutch national wow. team. You've, you've got good squads, you know, you may be getting let down by the defenders and the goalkeeper a bit, but you've got good players, you could, you could win a Euro well, you don't, squad. Well, you don't qualify for the World Cup 2002 for the first time since 1986. Yeah. It's not good enough. When, when he's actually got a job to do, it's not good enough. And when, when people won't do the things he's asking, he's complaining because he's not doing his job properly. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? Very good for me, I'm back in this motion. Thank you. It's just a bit of <laughs> really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I I do not rate him. I think he is a decent manager, but he's living his life off the back of getting one job. He's he's dining out on that Ajax success. Yes, which I don't think is as good as it seems. I think it was a very, very good team. I I think it was a very, very good team in spite of him, not because of him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he's young. He hasn't got the boisterous attitude of going out and fighting players when he's, you know, 40. Uh, to be fair, look what he can achieve when he's not trying to beef with every other set of video games. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, Louis, shape up or get out. Shut the up for like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, just to confirm the judgments that have been passed down today, Louis van Gaal and Paul Scholes have had their, their legacies downgraded and Liverpool have lost the Champions League. Yeah. That is a wonderful day of work. Well done, boys. Well done, fellas. I'm all, proud in of us. Us. all in an hour's work. I'm well proud of us. Come on, Louis, can we have one from you? Louis van Gaal's Red Army. Louis van Gaal's Red Army! Louis van Gaal's Red Army!
Well, thank you for listening to the Traits Over Get podcast, and uh, thank you for joining me, boys. It's been a pleasure. As always. As always. Fantastic. Uh, if you don't want to listen to more episodes, head over to Spotify. We've got loads of good stuff there. Please follow us and give us a five-star rating because it really helps us out. If you want more Streets Don't Forget Goodness, head over to uh, to our Instagram. Yes. And our TikTok. We're yes. still not seeing this. Would you like to... Uh, now up and running. Yeah, 2.0. The... Uh, I believe the TikTok is uh, SWF underscore pod, like the Twitter. Okay. And the Instagram is the Streets Won't Forget pod. And Excellent. remember, if you see any copyrighted material on our Instagram, <laughs> no, you know you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. We shall see you again next week. Gira can hit them. Did And just that he scored! Jorinho's done it! Yakubu making another glimpse of goal here!